Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Wait to 
the blood spilled on the floor And if another one stands, I'll kill some more Bullet in the breach and a fire in me Like a cigarette thrown to gasoline If death don't bring you fear, I swear you'll fear these marching feet Come to the nightmare, come to me Deep down in the dark where the devil be In the mall where the jaws and the rays are deep Where the brimstone burns and the angel weeps Call to the gods of across your path And my silhouette hangs like a body bag Hope is a moment now long past The shadow of death is the one I cast I am a soldier and I'm marching on I am a warrior and this is my song My eyes are steel and my gaze is long I am a warrior and this is my song We're not just going to shoot the bastard we're going to cut out their living guts and use them to grease the treads of our tanks. We're going to murder those lousy bastards by the bush. Now I live bleeding, I mean to inflict the grief. And the least of me is still out of your reach. The killing machine's gonna do the deed until the river runs dry and my last breath leaves. Chin in the air with a head held high, I'll stand in the path of the enemy line. Feel no fear. For God and country, I'll enjoy life I am a soldier and I'm marching on I am a warrior and this is my song My eyes are steel and my gaze is long I am a warrior and this is my song Alright, now you sons of bitches And welcome to Cold War Radio Live, ladies and gentlemen, on our home base, WAAR. We are America Radio, your number one source for streaming political and government talk anywhere. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr., deep down in the bunker in my Smith & Wesson studio in the city of Pittsburgh. And from the Shenandoah Valley, let's welcome Jack to the program. Good evening, Jack. Hey, good evening, Hutch. Good evening, listeners. Good evening to all the, the good folks in the Spreaker chat room. Uh, it's an exciting day. We've got some good positive news. I've got the laptop over here that's uh, going to be updating with the more strange uh, election results. I'm ready to roll. Please follow me on Spreaker, ladies and gentlemen. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Cold War Radio. Two A's in war. You can catch the show on Blueberry, Roku, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and you can get the Cold War Radio app free in your app store, whether you have an iPhone or otherwise, the email is hutch at steelcityresistance.com. The Cold War Radio patron hotline is open, 412-567-1460. I don't know if that thing works anymore. Nobody's calling. Uh, the chat room's up on Spreaker. Uh, you can go to steelcityresistance.com and catch the show notes links. This is Cold War Radio 515. Uh, you can also become a Cold War Radio patron. Uh, mail is Hutch Bailey Jr., P.O. Box 96022, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15226. I got a letter, but it's in relation to the Wayne Dupree show, so I'm going to wait for that show to talk about that. Uh, and I'd like to welcome a Sandy B., our newest patron. And let's just go over September's patrons in case I missed anybody. Uh, we have Ginger Hayden. Debbie and Tom C. Sorry about that, Ginger. I usually don't use last names. That was a mistake. Michelle M. 
and now Sandy B. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, you just don't know. Uh, what other inside baseball did oh the Facebook page? Uh, I noticed there's only there's less than sixty of you that have liked Cold War Radio uh, on Facebook, and just as so you know, the benefit of that page is all of the audio clips that you hear on the show, uh, or most of them, I should say. Some of them I can't do it. I try to link the whole article if I can't link the actual video, uh, and then you can open that up and, and see the video inside the article. But uh, all the audio clips, I try to put them on the on the Facebook page because sometimes I have to edit them down for time and things like that, and sometimes the video aspect is uh, interesting. So that, that's free. Get over there and like the uh, Facebook.com slash Cold War Radio, two A's and more. Uh, get over to the Cold War Radio bunker so you can catch those uh, videos. Now, uh, apparently, Rand Paul, Susan Collins, uh, who else? Ted Cruz and John McCain. Now, that's a heck of a ticket to all have together. Uh, but they have uh, decided that they want to keep Obamacare, Jack. Well, I'm, I, I never really liked this actual bill, this last minute, and especially with Lindsey Graham being the front man for it. It it's just spells disaster to me and from the get-go. They tried to do this at the last minute and push this through and try to say that they were uh, doing what Trump promised, which this bill doesn't actually do. Um, it does give try to throw some control back to the states, but... The money's still coming from D.C. But what we have now, since we haven't done that, we haven't moved the football at all. I'll use the football analogy. It ended the single payer, or I mean the the, uh, mandate. It ended the individual mandate. It ended the corporate mandate. Uh, It it wasn't perfect, but it was moving the ball, uh, something that the president needs to do, or they're going to use it against him in 2018. Uh, and this is the this is the problem I have with it. To, for four people to hold something, we knew it stank. It definitely stank. But you have half of the country's communist, and half of the Republican Party are failures. So if, if you get something, at least anything, it's a move toward the goal. And that's the stance I took. The stance you're taking on the last go round. But now to allow Obamacare to continue, we're marching towards single payer. The thing's going to collapse, and there's not going to be insurance companies. Well, I, de- I mean that, that's another aspect of it. If you the the way the way it looked like what they did with the healthcare insurance um, market was the same thing they did with the too big to fail banks. Remember that? I do. After the 08 collapse, boom! All of a sudden, those banks are too big to fail. We have to bail them out. And then what happened after that? All the smaller banks started failing, 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 failing. Now what are they? They're way too big to fail now compared to the – and they're doing the same thing with the insurance market. The smaller companies have been basically uh, wiped out. They can't, they can't cope with this, this monster of a machine that, that was developed by the insurance companies themselves. And now uh, it's, it's crisis time, but I, I still just don't think – you know, you have a gaping wound. You're bleeding from an artery. And they want to put a Band-Aid on a scratch that you have on your arm. And I don't think that's the way to deal with it. But Cruz, be Cruz and Rand Paul and Susan Collins and John McCain want to let it bleed. You know, not, They don't want to put anything on it. So anyway, we'll see what happens with that. A good sign 
uh, a real snake in the Senate, uh, Bob Corker, has decided that he will not seek re-election. I think after tonight, uh, for the first uh, results are supposed to start coming in about quarter after 8. Uh, we'll check in about 8.30 unless they call it uh, immediately, which they may do. Uh, I'm not sure what the mechanics of Alabama's uh, vote tallying is, but uh, Bob Corker did something with the Iran deal that I can't believe they allowed to happen. If, if, you, if you know about treaties, they must be ratified by the Senate. And no matter what they called the Iran deal, it was a treaty. It was a treaty that we would, we would do certain things and they would do certain things. The Senate ratifies it and that's that. Well, normally it takes two-thirds of the Senate to ratify something like that. With Bob Corker's amendment, it took two-thirds of the Senate to vote it down. Total. I can't believe it happened. I can't believe that, that Republicans allowed that to happen in the Senate, but they did. And, and this is with a Democrat president uh, at the time uh, trying to push this deal where you saw the pallets of cash uh, being loaded uh, and unloaded in Iranian uh, airports. Yeah, and the hostages, uh, uh, exchange, and what was it? The release of uh, billions of dollars that was in seizure since the uh, the hostage situation in Iran back uh, in the Carter administration, if I remember correctly. Um, all that's back to Iran. That's that's good riddance. Um, good riddance for him. And I, I think one of the things the establishment is afraid of, and something that may happen. Uh, if the right thing happens with this election in Alabama, you might see a lot more of this. This might actually facilitate the draining of the swamp. They it, could, it because could. Uh, Corker, if if the reports were correct, is the, the senator that actually convinced President Trump to go down to Alabama last week to stump for uh, Candidate Strange. So maybe he's Corker falling on his sword. He's and uh, so he's fall, he's falling on his sword for failing, I guess. Yeah, that was one of the things before the show. I was like, with Corker already saying he's not going to. I guess the news coming from Alabama is not looking good because um, supposedly there's some shady business deals between Corker and some people in Alabama. Also, that may be coming out. I happened to tweet that, and I happened to add Corker's handle to the tweet as well. That that is true. He makes more from tax money in Alabama than he does in his Senate salary. Uh, and it's medically related. Imagine that. Yep. And, uh, and you know who else does that, actually, is Lindsey Graham wasn't really the author of that health bill. It was, it was Rick Santorum. And Rick Santorum was going to make millions of dollars from that thing. But uh, anyway, that's another, another angle of it. Now let's go and revisit the football debacle. DirecTV is allowing some NFL refunds after the Anthem controversy, satellite broadcaster will let at least some customers get refunds to its Sunday ticket package of NFL games if they cite the Players' National Anthem protest. So if you're in that boat and you want to get out of your contract, make sure that you cite that it's because of the National Anthem protest. You're going to see a lot of reverberations about this, Jack. It's starting to, you know, they started to do the popular thing and defend the players, but they're starting to realize that the sleeping giant is waking up. Yeah, I think, I think. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think President Trump trolled the media again and exploded this because th- he said this on his little stump speech to promote uh, Luther Strange last week, and now it's just every freaking channel, even mine, the one I like to watch, OAN. It's NFL this, NFL that. But uh, my team, the the owner, Jerry Richardson, who's an NFL player that goes way back to the 50s, he issued this statement this morning. It says, we are proud of the men we have on this football team. Our players have been active and impactful participants in making our community stronger from the first time i stepped into an nfl locker room at memorial stadium in baltimore in 1959 i have lived and seen the sports ability to bring people of all backgrounds together politicizing the game is damaging and takes the focus off the greatness of the game itself and those who play it and i agree with that 100 percent um there was only one Carolina Panther that stayed in the locker room, which that's fine. That's not kneeling in front of the, the fans and all that stuff. So, you know. As long as he gets fined, it's cool. I mean, the NFL yeah. rules are you will be there five minutes before the anthem sung on the sideline. You know, so I mean, at some point in time, we have to we have to enforce the rules throughout the country. I mean, this is something that's been... Uh, Really nagging on me that the lawless, yeah. the lawlessness of everything, man. It's just yeah. my goodness. And and you know, I know you as well as I, are big time NFL fans. But you know this this takes last what with what happened last year. Uh, I didn't watch any games, but other than my team playing, and uh, being in a market where it's only a few times a year, so I don't. I didn't watch hardly any of NFL last year. I didn't watch any last weekend. And I don't plan on watching anymore. No, I, mean, it's, I don't either. It, it's burned its bridge for me. Rush right Limbaugh now. put it well. He said the thrill is gone from the NFL. I mean, the whole it used to be a real patriotic time, uh, but you know, I, I watched it five minutes into it, I turned it off. Ten minutes later, I got a Facebook message from my son in Afghanistan that basically said "f the Steelers," and that was it. I went and cleaned my shop and did a whole bunch of other things, and now I have a few hours on Sunday to do something else. Uh, so that's the way it's going to be. Now, this has reached the House of Representatives, Jack. I mean, this is Representative Al Green. Uh, and, and, you know, you hear people say, those son of a bitches all the time. It, it's just a vernacular in the United States. I want you to listen to the intellectual dishonesty of this guy, the righteous indignation that Representative Al Green has. Listen to it all the way up to the end. Producer, clip one, please. Mr. Speaker. I rise today and stand at the podium designated for Republicans. But I rise not as a Democrat or Republican. I rise today, Mr. Speaker, not as a liberal or conservative. Mr. Speaker, I rise today as a proud American. A person who believes in his country, who salutes the flag and says the Pledge of Allegiance and sings the national anthem. 
I rise today, Mr. Speaker, to make comments that I never thought I'd have to make in the well of the House of Congress. I rise today to defend, denounce, and announce. Mr. Speaker, I rise to defend any mother who has been called a dog because her son engaged in peaceful protest. I rise, Mr. Speaker. I rise today, Mr. Speaker, to defend any son who is called the son of a dog because he engaged in peaceful protest. I rise, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I rise to denounce these comments that have been made because they have brought discourse to a new low. Mr. Speaker, this is a level of indecency that is unbecoming the presidency. Mr. Speaker, I rise to say to the world that this is not what America is all about. Calling people SOBs, and we know what a B is. It's a dog. Mr. Speaker, I rise because my heart tells me that I must do something. So, Mr. Speaker, I denounce the comments that were made, and I rise to announce that on next week, Mr. Speaker, I will bring a privileged resolution before the Congress of the United States of America. I will stand here in the well of the Congress, and I will call for the impeachment of the President of the United States of America. I yield back my time. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, this guy, uh, I, I think when Alan West left the House of Representatives, that was the last serious black person to leave the Congress. These people, they're clowns. I mean, I, first of all, he came out sounding like a preacher. And and I'm sure that he salutes the flag and, you know, sings the Star Spangled Banner. I don't believe it, an ounce of that. This guy's think, a straight uh, communist. Yeah, I think somebody must have been uh, nipping on some of the Whigs' herbal tea prior to that speech. To, to impeach a uh, president for saying yeah, SOB. To bring up the impeachment thing again. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you give me a break. Hey, it gets even better, though. I want you to listen <laughs> to this CNN political contributor. I should have got his name, but I didn't. Uh, if you go to the clip on Facebook, you can find it. But I want you to listen to how he starts this. It's real important to listen to how he starts it. Then he tries to walk it back a little bit, but it's not going to work. Clip two. A serious conversation. We have a white supremacist president of the United States. He's encouraging white supremacists. We have a white supremacist president of the United States. Can you believe this? Continue. A serious conversation. We have a white supremacist president of the United States. He's encouraging white supremacists. And the fact is... Yes, I'm going to say that. We're going to, we can debate that later. But, but, no, the, but, but the fact don't, is, don't, but don't also throw the grenade, Keith. If you think he is a white supremacist, you really believe that this president is a white supremacist? It almost doesn't matter what, what, what I think or whether he is or not, because he, he's, he's words matter. He, you say this all the time. The, the reason why the reason why I say this is because he's encouraging and inciting these people. I mean, it, it, this is really about respect for the flag. Is this why, different for you 
post Charlottesville. It, well, that's exactly the point I was going to make. If this is really about respect for the flag, why didn't he call for those young white men in Charlottesville who were marching with the Confederate flag to be fired from their jobs? It's not about respect for the flag. It's about fanning the flames of racial hatred. And this president is a master of that. And that's the reason why he's playing the plantation politics. He thinks apparently that he is the slave master of black people in the NFL, of black people in the country. He's attacking Jamel Hill and Colin Kaepernick, and he's attacking Steph Curry. He's attacking black athletes and black sports figures, but he doesn't want to attack the white supremacists and the Ku Klux Klan members in, the, in Charlottesville. They're all Democrats, my man. Uh, the plantation politics is being played by Nancy Pelosi and Barack Obama, not the Republicans, not Donald Trump. It's unbelievable, Jack. I mean, you can tell we're on the verge of winning because everything is about race. Yeah, the, I mean, the whole, uh, he kind of backed off on it at first, and then he went and rolled in it when he was fed the Charlottesville thing. He got the throw in. Well, he didn't say the guy carrying a Confederate flag uh, should be fired. Well, what about all the uh, people flying the, the Soviet uh, flag, uh, tearing up buildings, beating people up? destroying businesses uh, he didn't say nothing about that either no they, right. I, I, it doesn't end let's go to the uh the democrat uh, nominee for president of the united states she does it too oh i think it's um deeply troubling that the president would be attacking uh black athletes for expressing their opinions peacefully uh, protest is a part of the american uh way of life and it's something that uh, I'm very proud of, whether I agree or disagree. I think peaceful protest is part of what has helped us make progress, learn more, uh, be a better country over time. And I just couldn't help thinking that he has attacked these black athletes for peacefully protesting, but he doesn't really attack white supremacists, neo-Nazis, Ku Klux Klaners, or Vladimir Putin, who mm -hmm. interfered in our election. And I think it's all part of his political calculation, and I really think that's bad for the country. He wants to set people against each other. Mm -hmm. He wants to divide us. God, it's beautiful to listen to these Democrats tell you what they want to do, because that's what she was doing. He wants to divide us. He's using his political calculus. <laughs> no, Hillary, that's you, and you got the problem wrong. Even well, and that cool how the, the the whole white supremacy thing is like weaved like a web yeah. throughout all these different spokespeople and people outraged by President Trump saying that, oh, I wish that an owner would do something like this, and if he sees a player kneel, get that sob off the field, you're fired. He didn't say that to anybody. He didn't name anybody, yet the day after, is like, he called Cap, uh, a, a Cap's mom, you know, a dog. And I'm like, are you serious? No, he didn't. And, and it's like, uh, and Cap if, you were, if you were black right and you were kneeling and you were black, then uh, you should be fired. You white guys that are kneeling, it's, you guys are okay. You yeah, know, just the black guys. And, and this, it's very rich coming from a woman who wanted super predators, air quotes, yeah. to come to heal. I ain't now, no ways tired. Her, yeah, and and now uh, through her new uh, 
uh, COC43 or whatever that thing is called. Funds violent uh, Antifa protesters, you know. What do you like, have in what, your purse? $800,000. What's in that? your purse? I have hot sauce in my purse. Yes, yeah, sure you do, Hillary. Yeah. yeah. You know, give me a break. Now, She's drinking that same herbal tea that the wig is. That's it, you know. I'll tell you now, you can say what you want about Donald Trump, but you've got China that is pressuring North Korea. And now uh, the newest news is that women have been given permission to drive in Saudi Arabia. And don't think that doesn't have anything to do with that meeting when he went to the Middle East. You're going to see more things like this because he realizes that we can't just wipe them all out. I mean, I'm sure he's, he's coaching them, hey, you guys want to get along in this world or not? You know, and some of the people are starting to wake up, I think. And at least maybe life will improve for some of the women in these countries. I mean, you have to give it the wait and wait and see, uh, Jack. You can't, you know, just go on one thing because a lot of people, they'll say that, and then two weeks later they'll be hanging them for it. Well, the you know, the decades old of uh, uh, try to manipulate, put people or support people in power that the U.S. has been part of, you know, since uh, oil was discovered in that region, that hasn't worked. That's created enemies, that created divide, had toppled dictators, a lot of them we supported prior, uh, Shah of Iran, uh, Saddam Hussein, two that come to mind. Um, so I, I like how the president had went there, and it's been described as he wants the Arab nations to form their own version of NATO and and take care of their own area. And I have no problem with it. I just hope it, they, they follow through and they'll identify. I mean, right now, Iran is the one that's going to be in the crosshairs for that whole entire group. And it's up to those nations to keep them in check. You know, and like and, you said, time will tell. And, and I'm sure human rights had, had a, a big piece of that. Uh, and that's what you're seeing with the driving privileges. But California's on steroids going the wrong way. Uh, it looks like they're considering following China and having an internal combustion engine car ban. So I guess they're going to be driving around in electric cars, and uh, I'm sure there'll be whole counties that are filled with dead batteries. I don't know what they're going to do with them uh, when they're fully spent, but uh, they'll probably figure out a way to make uh, food out of them or something. Uh, there'll be lots of uh, parking lots open to cross the border on all those other states. <laughs> yeah. And I guess they're going to have to slingshot the supplies over because the trucks can't get in. I don't know. We're almost <laughs> going to need another wall. 412-567-1460 if you'd like to call the show. Now will be a good time. Uh, let's look, check in on the election results. Jack, what are we looking at? All right, uh, still uh, 1% reporting, 12 pre out of uh, 2,290 or 86 precincts. Uh, Roy Moore uh, at 52 or 58.2% over Luther Strange at 418 so It's still early, early but uh, the judge is leading. Let's talk about Judge Roy Moore. If they can't beat me with $30 million, there must be a crack in the dam, and that's personified by Bob Corker. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a, out of Breitbart News. Uh, and the author is Charlie Spearing. Judge Roy Moore delivered his closing message to voters in Alabama at a raucous barn rally packed with supporters. He stressed that the entire country was watching to see if he could beat Mitch McConnell and the establishment, including outsider candidates looking to run for the Senate. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Done it. If they can't beat me with $30 million and we only had about a million and a half, if they can't beat me, then there's a crack in the dam. The whole thing falls, he said, as the crowd applauded. Now, I hope that that's true. I listened to some of uh, Stephen Bannon's uh, remarks uh, at that uh, rally last night, and, uh, man, he was really giving it to them. He, he is, he's given them no quarter. I mean, there is no, there's no way that these people come out unscathed, especially if more wins, and then we have to really start figuring out who we're going to target in 2018. First, we need to figure out who's up. And then we need to start concentrating. I think that uh, Flake is going to be—he's going to get dusted. I think. Yeah, and and the cool thing is, uh, I, I watched some of uh, judges, the judges' remarks where he was saying, you know how you know the attack ads that Strange and the McConnell's money and the whole machines have put against him have hurt his family, but he didn't. He goes, "I just don't have that money because to to battle back on TV." And uh, they, he goes, the whole thing about me not supporting the Second Amendment is a lie. He pulled a gun and, out. Yeah, he pulled out. He goes, I support the Second Amendment on stage. He pulled <laughs> That's his, awesome. Because he'll carry it. So, and with the, with the crew, like you said, uh, uh, Bannon, um, Palin, uh, Gorka. Sebastian Gorka. Um, they were there the day and, before. And, but they they're all been down there uh helping this man out um so fingers crossed it's looking good already but it's still early uh, i want it to be big i hope it's really really just a, a commanding defeat because mitch mcconnell and paul ryan gotta go man and there's gonna there's gonna come a turning point uh where they realize it where other members realize it i mean they're they're uh especially now when we've when we've 86 the health care bill I mean, this is actually, they can't get anything done. I mean, I think what I would have done if I was a leader up there, I would have went for just a repeal all by itself and made people vote on that. So you vote against a repeal. Now, you can never say you're for it again. I mean, the president put out a tape, a a compilation of something like 18 times. I was going to play it on the show, but it was like seven minutes long. But it was like so many times that John McCain said repeal and replace in public, in speeches, and in, in advertisements. And what an evil man. It was nice to see that uh, we finally had a member of the House, GOP, call for Arizona to recall Senator McCain. Yeah. That would be a good friend uh, for America, the Texas uh, cons- uh, Congressman uh, Louis Gomer. And I was, you know, I applaud him for that. You know, he's like the guy's battling through cancer, uh, making bad he decisions. Need stress. Yeah, he he did put it that way about you know let him let him go do what he's got to do and you know get back with his family and everything and and get away from this uh, because he's not making sense. You know, I mean, he said eighteen times. I think it was, I might be wrong on that number, uh, but it's out there. But 
Uh, Mitch McConnell needs to be replaced, he cried, as the crowd roared in approval. And Bannon, like I said, he got out there and he basically made it between the, the grassroots muscle of Alabama or the elitist money out of D.C. And that's so true. And this muscle needs to rise. It's more powerful than any of the money that they have. And you think they would have figured that out uh, after all the Republicans got crushed and after Hillary Clinton got crushed. Uh, and you look at the money differential between those sides, and the president was always on the low end. Yeah, the president won with lower money. He was outspent by a large margin. Uh, Ossoff, remember that one? Yeah. In Georgia to replace Tom Price's price seat. That was heavily, heavily uh, over uh, funded for Ossoff against the challenger, and he lost. I think they and said now, that they spent. Out of the the super PAC that funded this, I think they said they were spending $300,000 a day with little left to defend the Republican against the Democrat in the general if Strange would win. It's a beautiful thing to see that America is not uh, falling for the old... old, uh, People are woke up, you know? People have, have been awake. I think it started with the um, the Tea Party movement and when the IRS targeted them and you saw all of the evidence of that through congressional hearings and they did nothing to those people people are like we got to pay more attention to these uh, SOBs up there in DC because they're not doing the people's business and we've seen it since then they're, the GOP took took the House and Senate and you have more Tea Party type people and we have a president who's completely outside of it, and uh, the candidates that 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 we see coming out of the woodwork that is going to be a fresh face to D.C. And now it's our job next year, and hopefully tonight they'll, they'll Alabama will come through with shining colors and get it kickstarted. Now, anybody in the chat room or in the audience that wants to help us out a little bit, if you get together uh, some kind of a spreadsheet or something of who. Who is actually uh, up for uh, re-election or primary uh, for 2018? It starts way before 2018. Uh, we need to get uh, ready for that so we can do what we got to do as far as organizing. Uh, now, something that I don't do very often, uh, but I decided I was going to do it for this. Uh, I'm very offended by the NFL's actions and by uh, leftists and Democrats and, and other entities uh, that are condoning Uh, this kneeling uh, as our national anthem is played. Uh, But there's a boycott that has been launched, ladies and gentlemen. This is from the Daily Caller. Boycott the NFL launches Veterans Day protest over over, uh, kneeling during the anthem. This is from Amber Randall. She's a civil rights reporter at the Daily Caller. A Facebook group called Boycott the NFL is encouraging people to avoid watching football over Veterans Day weekend in an attempt to show support for the national anthem. The group is urging people to turn off the National Football League November 12th, the day after Veterans Day, to show support for the country's veterans. Football players have increasingly taken to kneeling and protesting during the national anthem. We will not be watching or listening to NFL games on November 12th in solidarity with veterans around the country as football players have continued to disrespect the national anthem, the American flag, and everything our nation stands for, the Facebook page for the event. 
states. Uh, the event also calls on people not to purchase NFL merchandise or support businesses that help the NFL. Over 2,000 people have said they would be joining the protest, while another 2,000 have expressed interest in it. Now, like I said, I don't, I don't do this kind of thing often, but I think this is a, a way, you know, to really, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, we're not going to do it for the whole year or whatever, but if we can pinpoint at least that day, that could really make a difference. And it's on the it's on the right platform. I mean, I'm I'm not on Facebook myself, but I understand there's billions and billions of people, and if you want to reach a lot of people quickly, uh, you can do it the, via Facebook pretty fast. Um, and and like like we said, we basically put the NFL on the shelf. It's like you know we got our Sundays back, so you know we're not going to be watching anyways. But I hope it does make an uh, an impact. Um, like you said earlier with DirecTV now giving refunds to people that are angry. You know, this is going to hit hit them in, in the wallet. As well it um, should. And, and, you know, the thing about it is, you know, th- these guys are very young. Most of them are young men. And they're entitled to go astray. But by God, the coaches and the owners and the NFL commissioner, these are the leaders that have failed. They should have nipped this in the bud the first time Copernic did this. They should have thrown thrown him out or fined him. They should have done something. You know, if, if there's rules in the NFL, and if you don't follow the rules, then the kids are running the show. It's just yeah, like had, it, NFL had no problem uh, uh, warning and finding the the people or the players that wanted to wear patriotic cleats after nine eleven. You know, they just clamped right down on that. Or they wanted um, to, they wanted to honor the the murdered police officers in Dallas. With a decal on the helmet, you know they they, they shot that right down. You know, but something yeah. like this, uh, it's you know they're just expressing themselves. And no, you're a coward, and you're not doing your job. You're so you're so terrified of anything that's controversial. I mean, it's it's just uh, it's out of control, and you're going to lose your industry. I'm telling you, it's just not fun anymore. And the left does this; they do it on purpose. Yeah, it's part of the cultural end, it's just Marxism, entertainment, isn't it? Yeah, but they're destroying the entertainment. They're doing it. The left hates football. They even hate NASCAR worse. And NASCAR took a stand and said, "Oh no, yeah. NASCAR did the right thing." So this is our this is our game. You're playing in our game, and our game says we're going to salute that flag. And if you don't want to, you go play football, you know, or something. So I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm not real big on boycotts, but. I made the I made the uh, the sacrifice myself, and especially when I got that message from my son in Bagram. Because if any of you are veterans, and I know we got a strong group out there in Erbil, God bless you guys, and you know what I mean. When you get a chance and you're overseas, and you get to watch your home team play football, that that gives you something like almost nothing else. Now I had an advantage because I was from Pittsburgh, and every time I saw a bottle of Heinz ketchup. And I picked it up and looked down on the bottom and it said Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I felt good. But the Steelers were even better. And, I mean, you take that away. You got my boy that's over there right now, and he doesn't even watch the game. That's a blow. That, that's a selfish blow that I, I feel needs punished. All no right. politics in football. Right. Let's move on. Now, I, but I have to say, and I wouldn't call it politics, I have to say that patriotism was a big part of the game. 
I mean, there's always soldiers at the game, and there's always returning veterans and things like that. Uh, but that should go across party lines. When the flag is the size of the football field, right. when they're playing a national anthem, that means something, you know. Um, or when the jets fly over. It's, the whole the whole thing is a patriotic. This is America. We're the best. And we can do this because we're United States of America. Where else in the world are you going to have people playing a game, making millions, multi-millions of dollars right. and you to look play at, a game? You look at the games where, where this happens. You know, it's, it's baseball, football, NASCAR. It's the games we invented, you know, that have reached the top of the entertainment industry. And now, man, they got they got to wreck that, too. You know, it just never ends. Let's go uh, to something a little bit more serious. Uh, I got this. I couldn't believe this on the Gateway Pundit. This guy is from West Point. U.S. Army Infantry Officer supports Copernic with Communists Will Win message. This is by Carter from the Gateway Pundit. A photo of U.S. Army Infantry Officer and West Point graduate Spencer Rapone was making its rounds online Monday due to the fact that while in his uniform, his cadet uniform, Rapone had the words communism will win scrawled on a piece of paper inside of his cap in the wake of the recent nfl protests a west point graduate and infantry officer tweeted out the following image with the caption veterans for copernic a disgusting display from an officer and you can see this on the uh show notes links one of the things that i hate jack is when authors embed tweets in stories, because for this business, it makes it hard, because all those ancillary little pieces of data show up with it. But uh, he's got the hashtag, uh, well, call me Bebop at Punk Proletarian with the hashtag Veterans for Copernic. Uh, Law News verified the, legit- the legitimacy of the photograph with Rapone himself. He is currently in the field until Friday and unable to answer detailed questions. One Twitter user noted that West Point cadets are under contract with the DOD going on to state that Rapone's actions are a punishable offense under the UCMJ, that's the Uniform Code of Military Justice, ladies and gentlemen, because Rapone is making political statements while in uniform. And then this guy tweets, (laughs) this is a good one. Hey, at real Donald Trump, can you pass this along? To Secretary Mattis, he might want to know about open communists in the ranks. And then he posts that picture. Yeah, and I, and I went to the article and looked, and one of the pictures really, I mean, this is a cadet, right, at the academy. Yeah, yeah, cadet sergeant. Um, I don't think a cadet would, I, I'm not sure, unless he got his West Point thing after he was uh, it serving and I don't he looks too young but he's got a tweet with it with a Democratic Socialist of America membership card next to the BDUs with the air assault badge paratrooper badge and above that a combat infantryman's badge and I'm, I'm I find it hard to believe that he's earned that combat infantryman's badge he didn't and I'm trying to find out that part here if i have it that really you know uh, makes me angry because in his tweet okay let me let me me tell you where that came from at dsa veterans issued me this cib that's a combat infantryman's badge issued me this cib 
for satisfactory performance under hostile enemy posting online in a Twitter firefight of 26 July. So that's where that came from. That's, he didn't earn that. And he shouldn't be posting. No, he, he shouldn't. shouldn't be. Oh, my God. And what that, that is, that's ladies and gentlemen, that's that a, makes me livid. That, that CIB is a, a much coveted device that is worn by infantry uh, officers and enlisted men who have endured. I think it's uh, you have to endure at least one firefight. It used to be there used to be a time where you had to be uh, in a hostile area for six months. But I think now it's just you had to be involved in, a, in an actual firefight. And they've even expanded it. And they have a, a CAB now. A combat action badge because so many, so many soldiers in Iraq uh, were non-infantry soldiers that were in combat operations when convoys would come under fire. So for people that are not infantry, they they earn combat action badges, which is the same caliber as a combat infantryman's badge. And what Jack is saying is that for anybody that's ever been in the army, that's blasphemous what he did. I mean that's the that's probably the most coveted badge that you can earn in the military, and I'll tell you I don't have one. I don't either. Uh, the young man also writes on a medium page, though only one story currently exists, and it's poorly written and horribly flawed in both logic and presentation. In case you're as shocked as everyone else and think that this is all a hoax, because who would have thought an infantry officer? Would disrespect our country like this, Rapone tweeted out a picture of his DSA tag. Uh, and what was the DSA? What did DSA stand for? Democratic Socialist of America membership. Yeah. Official Socialist Organizer. And he proudly posts that on. I, how is this guy still at the academy? Well, that's one, of the, that's one of the reasons we're putting him on this show. If anybody has. A matter of fact, uh, you can email the Commandant of West Point at. All caps, I guess it doesn't matter, but Charlie Mike Delta Tango Mail, CMDT Mail, at USMA.edu. That's CMDT Mail at USMA.edu. That's the commandant. Email him and let him know how you feel, and let's make this guy famous. And let's make sure that he doesn't do a damn day on active duty. I mean, the thing is, some congressman had to endorse him to get him in there. You know, I'd like to pick this apart a little bit more and find out, you know, what where he's from and what congressman or senator uh, proposed him to go to West Point. Uh, this is something where you go four years, you don't pay anything, you get paid. It's some of the finest education that you can get in the United States, especially if you're an engineer. Uh, so this is unacceptable. This is something that... This is a guy that's got to go down, and he's got to go down now before he gets deployed or anything else. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a disaster in the making uh, right there. Uh, but i got to go a little bit more positive right now. 7% reporting. Roy Moore up 56.5% to Strange at 43.5. Oh, that story pisses me off. That's good stuff, man. Good, good stuff for Judge Roy Moore. And send that email, ladies and gentlemen. Send it. Uh, you can <clears throat> you can uh, uh, attribute back to the Gateway Pundit. Uh, the, the link is right there in the show notes links on SteelCityResistance.com. Uh, this is CWR515. It's all there. Now, 
the president doing the outstanding thing that I was hoping he would do. He is going to visit literally destroyed island of Puerto Rico. And let me just put this into perspective. Uh, anybody who lives, well, anybody who's in the military has a lot of people from Puerto Rico working with them. I mean, I certainly do. There's, there's guys in my office that have not been able to reach their families. There's a giant food drive and battery drive going on uh, where I am. Uh, they, they the, 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 the country uh, basically got wiped out, Jack. I mean, there, there was very little cell phone service. They're flying into airports that are destroyed. Uh, they, they've, they've done a lot of pro- they've made a lot of progress already. And really, uh, one of the lead uh, agencies of FEMA is the United States Coast Guard and the United States Navy. Uh, they are good. Yeah, the, uh, the the island was devastated. Thankfully, the the loss of life was minimal compared to how much this country was destroyed. And like the president said to say, uh, said today that the infrastructure there was was uh, way below standards. Um, so hopefully. As these things clear up and you get more, I mean, it's you're talking. Uh, it's it's not in a contiguous 48. It's on, it's out there away, so everything has to be flown in or shipped in. Right. So stuff is on its way, and, Hang and tough, plans guys. are being made. And you know, the president's supposed to go there next Tuesday, and he said, "Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go in there now because they need more help than they need to see me." And he's right. right. He's so, right about that. Exactly. I mean, uh, and, and right away, of course, Ben Sass, uh, the replacement for John McCain in the asshole category, uh, tweets, the crisis for these Americans needs more attention and more urgency from the executive branch. The potable water problems are substantial. Uh, you know, and then you got the little Marxist uh, Louis Gutierrez. He'll probably come out and start calling him a... Uh, uh, you know, uh, a racist or whatever. What I fear is that the federal government is not stepping up as fully and as quickly as we must. These people suck, man. Yeah, I'll I tell mean, you, they like, never, they never hesitate to do this. There's nothing. Or where did Ben Sass uh, tweet that from? Did he have cell service in Puerto Rico, or is he back home? Right. You know, give me a break. Uh, the United States. It's as after you got to wait till the storm passes, and then you can start moving in. Uh, rescue uh, supplies and all that thing. You have to let it pass. All that stuff's been going on. What the media has been covering and all that is about Trump talking about the NFL. So that's why there's no coverage on Puerto Rico. That doesn't mean the federal government and and the executive branch hasn't done everything they need to do to deploy as many assets and get this thing rolling to get help to Puerto Rico. They're doing it. It's just not being reported. Right, and it's uh, it's something else, and hopefully, I'd like to see him to get an aircraft carrier that's getting ready to retire, and paint it white, and make that as a rescue vehicle for things like this. They got enough power on that to power ten Puerto Ricos. Uh, but anyway, that's another for another story. I've mentioned that before, though. All right, now I'm going to make people mad. Uh, Trey Gowdy demands answers after Jared Kushner reveals private email use. I have never seen a party that eats itself so much. I am no fan of Jared Kushner, but I don't see why, with everything going on, Trey Gowdy would do this. But I will say this, uh, and this is where I'm going to get people mad. Trey Gowdy has a job. He has one job and one job only. If you'll notice, there are no bills with Trey Gowdy's name on it. 
You have never seen Trey Gowdy accomplish anything in the United States Congress. Trey Gowdy's sole job that he does very well is to make you believe that there's two parties in this government. That's what he does. The only thing Trey Gowdy does is he launches chaff. Every time that there's an incident that it looks like the Republicans have to do something, they trot Trey Gowdy out, and he waxes, uh, you know, he gets out there and just talks, and he, he yells and he screams, and he makes people look stupid, and nothing ever happens. Good theater, isn't he? That's all he is. That's like we said from the beginning of this year. After watching what Congress, the congressional hearings did with uh, the Hillary emails and what they did with the IRS scandal with Lois Lerner, I don't want Congress committees to be doing televised hearings on nothing. I want them to pass a tax reform bill. I want them to pass a budget. I want them to do their job. Not be, uh, you know, media-seeking uh, whores so they can uh, be reelected because they they look good on TV or on YouTube. Enough of that. We want people that's going to do their job. That's right. Uh, get some bills passed. Do something. I don't know what's going on in the chat room about SteelCityResistance.com. I just logged on to it and it looked all right. Uh, but, again, I am me. Uh, are people having problems logging on there or? Uh, let me know, and if it doesn't work, send me an email, uh, hutch at steelcityresistance.com, and I'll check and see if there's any problems. I don't think there's any problems with it, uh, but if there are, I'd like to know. Uh, so anyway, we, we talked about a lot uh, this show, Jack, uh, a lot going on. Uh, any any updates? I know you just gave us one a second ago, but we're getting ready to close out. So, uh, Yep, uh, 11% reporting. Uh, Roy Moore, the judge, is up 57.9 to 42.1. Uh, so that's a good sign. I, I also wanted to uh, say for you folks in California, I was watching on uh, One America Network before the show, and they had on a Dr. Veltmeyer uh, who is running in the, for the GOP against uh, Democratic uh, congressman in San Diego. I forgot which, dis- which district, but that's another name. Another new face that we can put into Congress, Dr. Veltmeyer. Uh, he's an immigrant doctor, came here legally, worked his way from poverty to becoming, uh, I think he said, the number one uh, doctor, physician in San Diego County. So, Dr. Veltmeyer, put him on your list as someone to, to keep an eye out, check him out. There you go. And we're going to put a, a comprehensive list together uh, so we can try to coordinate and focus our efforts. We really need to to clean this up. Uh, can you imagine, ladies and gentlemen? Can you imagine if we had a conservative Congress right now? If we had a Congress that wasn't bought and paid for by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce? Uh, and 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 I have to say, uh, you know, I used to think that these people were our, were our allies, but the Koch brothers too. I mean, you look at them and you look at some of the things that, you know, they're globalists, too. Uh, They're all over the world. And and I don't blame them uh, for trying to promote what they're doing, but I don't like them doing it by buying Congress. I mean, and that is virtually what they have done. Uh, So that's something to to think about. Uh, And again, go ahead. It took years, or actually took decades to build this machine in D.C. to what it is. So it's going to take some time to dismantle it. And hopefully, like Roy Moore says, the dam is going to explode. And it needs to. That would to. be nice. It absolutely it? needs to. Jack, we're about out of time. Uh, I know you're on Gab. Why don't you let people know where they can talk to you and uh, 
we'll wrap this up. Hey, uh, I just want to thank all the folks in uh, the speaker chat. You got you guys are, are are the bomb. Keep sharing the show, uh, and I'll I'll be there all throughout the rest of the shows. Um, and thanks, Hutch, for letting me be part of uh, Tuesday night with you. Absolutely, doing a great job, Jack. Thank you for coming on. Thanks to everybody listening live in the chat room. Uh, good evening, Norway. Thank you for that report. Uh, and to those of you listening on the podcast, we love you too. Absolutely. Wayne Dupree Show coming up next. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr. on Facebook, Berg's Eye View on Twitter. Go to SteelCityResistance.com and become a patron of the program. Thanks for letting us into your life for one hour, ladies and gentlemen. We will catch you on Thursday with Stacy Rush. I don't know. No, nope. Stacy Rush has an away football game. Uh, we'll let you know uh, what her status is, but we'll catch up with her soon sometimes anyway. Thursday night, 8 p.m., Wayne Dupree coming up next, 9 o'clock. God bless.